Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Indie Popsicle. It's your host Carissa, and you know on the show we like to talk about good tunes, good food, and good breeds. Because honestly, what else is there to life? Happy New Year! I can't believe it's 2023. I've been doing this crazy thing since 2020, and a little inside scoop: actually recorded this episode in 2022. It was at the beginning of December. I got to talk to the lovely Brooklyn-based indie rock band Watergun, and at the time, they released their first single, "Heaven Sent." And I'm gonna let you guys in on a little inside scoop: they're coming out with another single, "Brin." If you're listening to this currently in January of 2023, so. Look forward to that, and I'm going to give you guys a little sample of the song Heaven Sent before we dive into the interview. Wasn't that just so beautiful and dreamy, and don't you just want to know more? Okay, get ready, because the band is about to introduce themselves. They are amazing. I'm Gabby. I um, am the lead singer, and I play keys. I'm I'm Nassan, and I play bass, and I do backup vocals. I'm so Gabriel. I'm... I play... <laughs> Casey, wait your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, name is Gabriel. I play drums. Nice. Hi, I'm Casey. I play guitar. Let's <laughs> go. Let you go, Casey. <laughs> well, I don't know what the order is. I'm Emma. <laughs> Hi, and I play guitar as well. Amazing. Well, thank you guys all for being here today. I guess for the listeners, a little bit of backup information. I met Nissan years ago. Oh my gosh in Jacksonville and they used to play in bands around here yeah met Nassan in Jacksonville at the the, what was a very interesting house show scene and now they're up in Brooklyn making more cool music with more cool people so how'd you guys all meet it all started in the battles of of deep internet uh uh job postings and when I asked uh, I put on a Craigslist post for anything, anybody that can play music that doesn't want to play like butt rock, dad, blues rock scales and stuff, or like like really bad surf rock, where they all reek of like vape, cigarette smoke, and we still kind of reek of vape and cigarette smoke. But but Casey actually was the first person to ever respond to my ad, and he was so nice and cordial. He even sent me a like a a guitarist headshot that was like half the page of the email so i was like i need to get him to play in the band because he is he knows what's up and then i kept just checking in and i think gabriel i met you on craigslist as well yeah but the difference is really funny because i think gabriel's email was like three words or something <laughs> or like and, and he was like yo i'm down to play it's like and me play like, drums me yeah, play drums I, you and i think i met i think i met gabby and and i thought i swore i met gabby and emma on facebook but i could be wrong i, I know yeah. that we met on facebook like on in new york musicians facebook group so we all met on the internet it was like musician tender wow. or musician bumble I mean, it created a pretty great sound, I have to say. Love the song, Heaven Sent. It is very heavenly and beautiful. And (laughs) from what I've heard, created all in Emma, your place, right? You guys record there? Yeah, well, thank you, first of all. We recorded um, in a multitude of places, Um, some rent by the hour studios, uh, some of the parts we recorded in our own apartments, but then to finish the song, we all gathered in my living room and we mixed and mastered it um, and hit the full send button. Uh, so yeah, we're we're excited about it. That's so exciting. And you've had the chance to play in a few venues already, right? So, just, just the one, unfortunately. Just the one. I, f- I feel like you've played. It's so <laughs> difficult here in New York to plan to play a show like i think it's because we're trying really hard to be very strategic uh gabby has a lot of experience interning for i think capital records and stuff right 
it was for C3 management. So it's like a big management company that runs like a bunch of music festivals and then like works with a bunch of different artists. So I worked with mm -hmm. them whenever I was a senior in college, which was like on the other side of the music industry. I got to see like all the like really boring, awful business stuff. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks, but it's great information to know. Yeah. So if you if you worked for them, does that make us industry plants? Or are, are like, we industry plants? Basically. We're... Yeah, basically. Cool. We're... They just don't they just don't help us at all, but like we're definitely plants. <laughs> okay, but we're still gonna <laughs> yeah. say we are. You guys heard it here first on the indie popsicle. Water gun is an industry baby. <laughs> we're very we're very I think it's really we're such a weird group because we approach our music, the band, and our even our marketing in such a ridiculously precise organizational way but we're also just going out with these these four I've realized I'm like I think I might be like the most like I don't know less insane and chaotic one which is like always surprising like to see I feel like you're in the middle I don't know I, like, I, I mean, feel like I feel like Hassan and Emma are like a good good even you know like a good even parent you know Okay. I don't know because Emma is like low key like a badass and like <laughs> will kill you when you're like with boxing skills. But um, what was it? What were we talking about? Oh yeah, I think we're just the way we organize. It is like a very unique thing that can only happen in the digital age where we utilize yeah. like we utilize like video calling, remote work. Like we'll record songs apart. So it's technically not bedroom pop because it's not one artist doing the bedroom recording. And it's very interesting because we will work in real recording studios, but we all self-produce our own stuff. And it just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what we are. It's very, I just feel like a lot of bands form in like high school or college and like, a drunken stupor with another dude and you go yeah you want to start up and dude it feels like we are like almost like we're like starting almost like a weird like really enough like i don't know how to say like a small business together it is sometimes. Like, yeah, it, it feels like a that it's a, i know it sounds an mlm weird, scheme but... perhaps and you're gonna ask me if i also yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually starting a pyramid scheme the more <laughs> i think about it if you can get three people to join our band. <laughs> the, the drunken stupors definitely came after we started the band, not before. That's, that's what it is. Actually, I think that's what's interesting is our dynamic. We were like, we approached it all like, it was like a job interview. I and offer then we you got, this. Yeah. And then we've gotten to know each other. Starting a band with strangers and then becoming friends is an interesting dynamic and i think i couldn't like be more grateful that i like was able to meet you guys like because i've already seen other musicians and i'm like these guys kind of like are awful humans and like these people are like very kind considerate optimistic but you guys always get your stuff like done and you're ready to come with new ideas you know Thank yeah you. i'm uh I'm very lucky that I met these people. These people are literally the best ever. And this is the original lineup of the band. We have not evicted or kicked anybody out of the band or anything. Um, I come from Tulsa, Oklahoma is where I grew up. And oh, wow. I played in a bunch of different bands and stuff. And for the last couple of years, I played with a couple of different country bands, just cover bands and stuff, which I'm not a country guy. I mean, everybody needs a gig at the end of the day, but I played <laughs> with some weirdos like absolute <laughs> like there was this one guy who had no joke like 70 corgis and we rehearsed <laughs> in his shed it was it was a mess i'm glad to be here with these lovely people what wait you gotta tell us more <laughs> he was a what? breeder no i literally we was so rehearsing <laughs> his shed and he was like yeah i'm like really getting the shed all put together um and stuff and so he showed us around his house one time this was like a year into us playing with him and there were so many corgis everywhere i was like man how do you sleep they're like all on your bed he was like well my wife sleeps in here i sleep in the shed and i was like you know i'm just not gonna ask you more questions for the rest of the time <laughs> goodbye 
Wow. So lots of different musical backgrounds. Um, What, what, so you played country and then I guess true Oklahoma is the Midwest, right? So is that Midwest emo central? Like, I mean, Um, there's a little bit going on down there. Um, There's a band called Cliff Diver from Tulsa. That's pretty good. Um, Midwest emo kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, it's, not a huge place for music a lot of bluesy stuff going on some okay. some good guys down there but uh not a whole lot um nothing like brooklyn that's for sure very nice what about um everybody else i guess gabby if you want to go what your band background is yeah so i grew up in texas down in the south kind of next to oklahoma um i grew up in outside of houston and like throughout high school, I'd like applied for the performing arts high school in Houston. And a lot of my older friends went there and I ended up getting in. I was like super excited about it. And my parents were very much like, no, that's not a smart move for like a 14 year old to make. Like we shouldn't <laughs> do that, which like in retrospect, like makes sense to like tell your 14 year old. Um, so I just I ended up like playing with like some of my friends who went to that high school and we play at like art shows and like just like little house parties and stuff like that. Um, and then I went to college in Austin, um, which obviously is like the live music capital of the world. Like there's music everywhere. And um, all of my friends and like people around me are all like really creative and like either in music or like art or whatever. Um, but throughout college, I just really didn't do anything with music. I like, like I said, I, I wanted to, but it was very much like I thought I was too old to get back into it. And I was like, well, I guess that's that, like time to get a job. Um, and then I kind of got lucky and got that internship my senior year. And uh, after like being on that side of the music industry, I kind of felt I guess a bit more inspired to like try and push myself to like get back into music and I don't know moving like across the country to a place like Brooklyn you obviously like I don't know it felt like a really big growth period of being like I don't think I want to just like do this like I don't know like mundane job and like I don't know I just I I had so much to do like creatively that I still wanted to produce and like have outlets for that um so that was kind of my big like driving force to get um like start a band and be a part of something that's so awesome I love hearing all these stories I guess uh Casey if you want to go next yeah I I don't remember what the question was um (laughs) Oh, it was just like your start in like music or other bands you've played in little background. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So my, my dad's a rock musician and I have a lot of musicians in my family. And so I grew up playing music and I was always playing with my dad guitars and breaking strings and stuff. Um, and I started, uh, so I'm from Clarksville, Tennessee and it's like kind of near Nashville, um, And I went to college in Clarksville and I started as a music major. I played trumpet and um, ultimately I ended up changing majors and um, but I kept playing. So I played in some indie rock bands in college and in grad school. I played in um, some jazz ensembles and then kind of kind of quit when I moved to New York and got a job. And uh, (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've been in New York for a few years and then um, kind of was just missing it. And so I I was ready to get started again. So I started playing guitar pretty hard again and then, um, you know, found these guys and here we are. Awesome. And Emma, a little bit of your background as well. Yeah. um, So I guess my musical career started when I was pretty young. I'm originally classically trained in viola. So I started uh, playing viola when I was really little, like elementary school. Um, And I took that really seriously and uh, pursued that um, through college. Um, I played in lots of ensembles, orchestras, symphonic ensembles, stuff like that. But um, in conjunction with that, I started playing guitar when I was like 15 or 16. Um, So that's always been like a second musical love of mine. Um, And then I I kind of picked that up um, more in college when I joined some some indie rock groups, bands, 
Um, and I had I grew up on Long Island uh, in New York, so I was always really close to the city. And I always kind of aspired to play guitar in a band in New York. Like, that was a dream Aww. of mine for so long. And so, um, yeah, so in I think it was 2020, uh, I moved to the city. Uh, I started a job that was based in New York. Um, but when I when I got here, I, I tried to actualize that and I, I sought out some some groups and some people that uh, I wanted to play with and here we are. I'm, I'm super grateful that I met these these folks. Yeah. <laughs> these southerners. These southerners, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Most of you guys are from the south. That's pretty cool, I guess. All made your way up to the Big Apple, but that it's just hearing how everybody's stories come together and I mean it's so cheesy but music really does like I it doesn't matter what walk of life you're on it'll it'll bring people together and I think that's really great and I was almost wondering so like heaven sent your song it's got that coming of age feel it's got that very like dreamy indie feeling but it seems like I don't know just through conversation hearing where you guys are at in life mid late 20s it almost seems like that part of your life is like past the coming of age so how does it feel making a coming of age song having lived through those years i don't know dang carissa Whoa. coming for the throat i've been like, suffering the last couple of weeks so i'm bringing everyone down oh my gosh is old in 18 different Whoa. languages yeah that was that was intense um I think from on my end, at least when I think of the song, first of all, we have like a pretty big age range in our band. Youngest. Yes, I, it was like no, 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 no. This is this is we like poor context. No, no, no. You're not actually offending us. It's okay. Like we are getting kind of old. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, like youngest 22, and then like all the way up to like, you know, almost out of your 20s. And I think that that offers like a lot of different life experiences first. And I always tell people this that like my experience at least I, I just turned 23 so I was in college in the midst of the pandemic um and I mean we all experienced that very differently and for me I was like just turned 20 when it started and then I graduated and it felt so surreal because I swear it feels like I'm still like 19 or 20 because like it feels like time just like did not move during that period and I was just like pushed out of college and like was told to become an adult so yes like I'm definitely past that like coming of age part you know that usually happens like 18 to like 21 or so on but I think also because of like the state of the world and because of that experience happening at such like a crucial age and like place in my life that it still very much feels like I am having that coming of age time where I'm like I'm still like so undecided on everything in my life I feel so lost 24 seven about like what I want to do I like moved to the city because I got into grad school and then I unenrolled the day before it started because I literally Ooh. could not decide like what I wanted to do um that's real though like that's yeah that's how life is that's yeah that makes is. sense that's yeah cool. so I think that that's like fun that that comes through in this song and like obviously we're all at like the ages where we have like have had serious relationships in like one way or another that are probably like hurt us so I think that also like comes out a lot in the song I um I can't agree more I couldn't I was very uh I'm really happy that that Gabby answered it that way I couldn't put my finger on it but I think Gabby's completely right at least for my perspective too it just feels like COVID took like three to two years of my early 20s and also moving and starting a new life over in a new city has been the most insane amount of growth I've ever had besides maybe moving into a new country, which I have done too, but I was like not able to speak English. So, you know, who cares? But, but anyways, um, I think just the ability to capture that moment of, it's like, you're not the first person to say that our song sounds like a coming of age movie. I think almost I think a lot of my friends kept telling me that they they feel like this belongs in a like a 2010 like indie like movie which is an interesting thing and I 
I'm not sure where exactly where that stems from. Maybe it is because we grew up with those type of movies and the soundtracks influence us. And then we latch on to those like kind of nostalgic moments. And we're trying to replicate that now that we have the means to, to do it. I'm not, I guess someone, one of you guys helped me out, like try to explain what, what like our sound, I guess our love of our sound comes from, because I think we all love our sound. We don't really yeah. know how to quantify it. I love well, your sound. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I mean, well, I, I think for me, kind of what Nassan's talking about, I remember exactly where I was the first time I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower and oh. he goes to the park <laughs> and Low by Cracker is playing in the background. Mm. It was like, it was like literally what song is that I have to know right now. Mm. Um, and there's like a little bit of that in our sound and stuff. Um, I think one of the reasons I love our sound so much is just like growing up in Tulsa, this was the kind of music I wanted to make and I've wanted to make for years and years and years now. And I just never knew enough people that would make mm. it with me um mm. and then it's crazy that you know you get out of your zone and you come here so for me this like is a coming of age but it's just very late like this is what i would have done <laughs> way back yeah then. I just never really was able to and now i am yeah i mean i no i just i i definitely i guess i asked that is it's partially because like how i feel like i think i remember I, I don't know like when I first met Nassan, I was listening to all that like classic, like, oh, you're in middle school, you're in a high school, indie, like Cage the mm -hmm. Elephant Lord, all that. But I was listening to a lot of it for like the first time or really getting into it when I was like 19, 20. Mm -hmm. So it's just cool that like you can recreate that sound, that feeling, no matter what stage you are in life. And who's to say like there aren't different ways you come of age throughout mm. life throughout the mm. years it's not just you don't have to have everything all figured out at like 21 22 you know there's like different things you're figuring out along the way and songs like these just kind of hold that moment in like a little snow globe I don't know they hold like the the good parts of figuring it out getting very sentimental right now <laughs> yeah. no that's, yeah, that's good I, that was beautiful I was yeah. like I, I didn't I never thought about it like that ever. And I'm glad you asked us that question. That's like a, an amazing question. I didn't think we would ever have to answer something that deep so fast. Like, I was like, oh no. That's <laughs> showbiz, baby. You get used to it. That's a, uh, a beautiful compliment of, of the song. So I really appreciate it. Of course, yeah. I I love like, just like seeing like some of your influences and stuff. I was like, oh, I listened to them or, oh, that's really cool. Or, oh, I guess they kind of do sound like Wolf Atlas. Like it, it was, it was cool to see. It's interesting how, um, I guess, well, I don't know how to describe that feeling of, of, of being in, in those type of movies besides just like almost that bittersweet, like snow globe in a memory moment. And I think, being able to I, I mean that's genuinely what I do strive for it's interesting that Casey uh, I'm mean, sorry uh, uh, Gabriel mentioned like Perks of Being a Wallflower or a movie like that for me that was like 500 days of summer for me and then and then, <laughs> and then yeah so I was just like that's like oh I want to make music like this and it was like in Florida and it's is interesting because Carissa does know the scene there it's like you can find people that would make indie music, but they would they don't want to make music like that. They want to make more like surf rock music. I mean, yeah. we're by the beach. It makes sense. It, it makes sense. But that's just not I didn't relate to that as much. Yeah. So I never felt like I fully fit in fully into that space. Like because it felt like they were making that type of music for beach kids. Yes. And I'm an immigrant American. Like I don't like going to the beach by myself because I can't swim very well and I learned how to swim when I was like 14 or 15 I don't know how to surf you know what I mean like I'm I've always kind of felt like I didn't truly belong in a beach setting I love Jacksonville obviously but and um I don't know I guess I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear what what um Emma and Casey would have to say about like how we would communicate our tone our music tone I don't really know how to describe it I guess in a way yeah I mean I would say it sounds like just a fusion of everything that was really impactful to us from the ages of like 
14 to the present. Um, mm. So you can kind of hear elements of the heavier guitars that Casey and I enjoy. You can hear like poetic or themes and the lyrics that like Gabby and Nissan want to convey. Um, you know, the song is like very loud or so sometimes <laughs> fast paced, right? Like there's everything, everything we like. And I, I kind of, I feel like um, we're still riding the energy high um, of like coming out of quarantine, coming out of those COVID years where we all wanted to be connecting and making music and we couldn't. And mm. I think like there's, there was super high energy as soon as we all met and we started playing and practicing together. So I guess that, that comes across in what we're doing right now. Definitely. Yeah. Everyone's still figuring out that like post COVID world and how we're supposed to work and what we're doing, how to, how to live. So yeah. it's cool hearing that in music. Casey, was there anything you wanted to add to that? I think Emma, uh, kind of hit the nail on the head there because like for me I grew up on a lot of like 90s punk and grunge and stuff and so that definitely stays in there and then um, you know in the past few years I've spent a lot of time listening to modern indie rock and indie pop and I've found myself really drawn to that musically um, just because I like the I like all the like new sounds and stuff in there where it's not just heavy guitars and drums and bass and there's synthy stuff for more like shoegazy guitars. And um, so, yeah, kind of where I've wanted to go is something that's like simultaneously rocking, but also like spacey or um, pretty. And I think we've kind of landed there and I'm, I'm really happy about it. That's so yeah. great. So, I mean, you guys have talked about your musical influences and things like that. If there's, I feel like, I don't know, at least from other musicians and stuff I've talked to, other forms of media do influence music. So if you guys had like a book and a movie each that you say would contributed heavily to your own like personal taste in media consumption, you want to go around and go around, I guess, same as the order of introductions and yeah yeah gabby goes first yeah <laughs> yeah um fuck um there's this one movie that i have okay i have like the worst memory on the face of the planet so i like use letterboxd i don't know if any of you guys yeah. users where you like write down stuff um there's this movie that i watched when i was in college and it was just like so impactful and I just rewatched it like a couple of weeks ago and I didn't realize like how somber it is because I like played it for my roommates and like my partner and they were all like, this is the most <laughs> depressing shit I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, no, it's so profound and like beautiful. It's called 40th Century Woman. Um, it is a great, great movie. And I don't know, I, I like am such a sucker for movies that just like are kind of, I don't know they're just like watching people exist I guess and that's what this movie is except there's like a young child in it who's like probably like 12 or 13 and then there's like also somebody who's like in their 20s and then there's a mom who's like in her like 50s or 60s so it's really interesting getting to see like all of those stages of life I guess and just like they're all kind of they're all dealing and like live in the same environment but they're all like receiving it so differently because of like the lens that they all have throughout their ages and like whatever um so movies like that is something that I I feel like I always like reference subconsciously when I'm writing songs or like working on music because to me sometimes my lyrics when I write them just get like a little too hyper specific because I just like am writing them based off of like how I perceive things um, but I also think that's like very interesting and I really like songwriting like that, that, you know, kind of takes these mundane parts of our lives, um, that we all have and you're able to kind of personify it in a way that everyone's like, oh yeah, like I, you know, I do that too. Like I also go to a 7-Eleven or like <laughs> whatever it is. Um, so I think that movie is probably something that has been like really impactful for me. 
I love that movie. That's a great. I I don't know. I have not met a lot of people that have watched that movie and have enjoyed it because I've been in the same boat where I'm like, there's no no way that any other human being would like this movie because yeah. it is literally watching like people just live and yeah. it's there's nothing happens basically except for like one dramatic scene at the end with the mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's amazing. I guess um. That's a really interesting, I think for me, this might sound extra, extra pretentious because Gabby just sent like a really nice, beautiful movie, but I'm a really big fan of, and you've known this for forever, Carissa, but I love washed out, far away sounds like, like incoherent, almost incomplete lyricism, like things that don't like, like lyrics that are like you sound like a smell or you smell like a sound or the synthetic or what is it called synthasia is it was what it's called like those type of lyrics synthasia but um like post-impressionist paintings is like a big thing that i want to convey in like our own music because i like it's interesting because when we songwrite it's actually kind of like that where i will want to paint like something like really vague and dreamy but then gabby will hit it with like a really awesome specific lyric that creates a new type of mix with the song that was even in like the the instrumentation like gabriel will play drums in a certain way that i would never have thought to put a triplet rhythm or something in a bridge like that and then same thing with emma and casey i love playing guitar you know but i would never have thought of these chords like I would say that Emma is really good at creating inversions in chords and creating new chord progressions that aren't the same exact opening tuning and Casey's just like literally a a beast at creating like solos and riffs and stuff like so I think a big influence is is like you know trying to create like just um a like a beautiful dream dreamy thing where it's it just conveys this feeling and I just want to wash people in the feeling like over and over again until they can't they have no choice but to accept that this is the atmosphere that they're in and the music will just help them carry it in and then the lyrics hopefully will relate and be cohesive with that vision but that's just me now it's someone else's turn okay cool um yeah I I uh, no, I really love what both of them said. I definitely, when you talk about like media, other media that has informed us, this is totally cheating. This is totally, I'm admitting that it's cheating off the bat. <laughs> Guitar Hero World Tour. Okay. <laughs> Good. Is responsible for probably somewhere from 70 to 80% of my personality and music taste. And so, like, I, if we're sitting down writing something, it'll be like, uh like a tool riff that i remember playing in like my my room growing up or something um will come into my head and it's like most of those just don't even go in the song but it guides how i play <laughs> and that kind of informs like the rhythm and stuff like that too um but uh also there's a, a graphic novel this is like an actual answer okay this is less impactful than guitar hero but um you don't have to say a fake answer so no it's they're both real answers okay i'm just admitting that the first one is cheap because it's music um but craig thompson this guy he wrote a graphic novel called blankets um and i just think it's oh my god it's so good it's one of my favorites it's absolutely brilliant the way that he's able to tell stories about himself and like his childhood and his him and his brother and him and like his first love and all of this stuff and the beautiful thing is is I was never really into graphic novels or whatever but seeing him illustrate his own story too and using all of these like religious symbols to like show how much he like worships this girl um was just like really really cool and I just hadn't really seen somebody kind of tell their own story in such a way that like communicated every part of it um, and puts you kind of in that place before. Um, so yeah, both of those, both of them, you can't leave either one out. 
Yeah, this is a tough question. Um, I'm I'm a big sci-fi fantasy nerd, I guess. So like books are like Lord of the Rings and Rocket Boys and movies are like The Matrix or Star Wars. Um, so I, I'm struggling to see how these influence my music. I don't know. Um, and I guess I did say the word spacey earlier. So, so maybe, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one for me. I don't know that I can pin it down to non-musical media. I mean, yeah, I'm just curious. It doesn't have to, there's not always like a direct correlation, but I feel like it'll contribute to like the aura of whatever it is you continue and do. A lot of those movies have like really great scores and stuff. So it makes sense. Yeah. And I'm definitely drawn to that, like the movie score kind of music that's just really powerful. And, and um, I mean, I guess the matrix is like pretty rocking for, for a music score too. So um, that counts, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. And Emma, I think cool. you're last up. Yeah, I, I had a different movie in mind, but as Casey was speaking, it reminded me of a sci-fi movie <laughs> where the score was really impactful for me, and that would be Blade Runner. Oh, um, oh yeah. yeah. Um, that was like one of my favorites when I was younger. Um, I watched it a million times, and it's one of the rare sci-fi uh, sagas where the sequel I think is better than the original mm -hmm. hot take okay mm -hmm. and, <laughs> but the score the score in that both of those movies are incredible um, definitely like I guess at the time I was also getting into some more avant-garde electronic music learning what that was about um, and I guess in a way like the spaciness of that and just the sense that they use carry over to a lot of the 90s bands that I really like. Um, so that was impactful for sure. Um, I'll, I'll keep the sci-fi theme going um, on <laughs> the, the book that I was thinking about, um, which is Dune. And I know that that's oh. a very, very popular one right now, um, but it's one of my favorites and I think, um, you know, we were talking about coming of age and personal growth and what that has meant for all of us the past few years. And um, just the, the phrase fear is the mind killer in that book, I feel like has changed my life. Um, it's extremely simple, but um, has gotten me through a lot of challenges and um, pushed me um, at times, you know, I was like, fearful to go on Facebook and talk to random people and meet <laughs> up with them in uh, Bushwick. <laughs> but, um, you know. That's a healthy fear. I think but, that's a healthy fear. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we got through it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so those are my choices right now. It was Still. like, that's such a great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like a deeper dive into like everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, that's what they like. I don't know. That's cool. I, that's a great question because now I know like so much more about you guys. Like I don't know, just like and like I guess like uh, I all all of y'all's answers made me realize I have way more in common with you guys. And I already had a lot in common with you guys from like a musical perspective, but now I'm just like from like it feels like we all really want to accomplish the same thing with our media because like we want to make music that can create these emotions. And these like lessons almost for other people not to be corny like i don't think we ever make preachy music but it feels like we can help capture that these moments and i don't know i guess make cool shit too obviously this episode was recorded at the beginning of december and at the time there was this little accident where the band got added to a christmas playlist so when i was talking to them we went on a whole tangent about that but that's really not important so in this next segment we're just picking up with the next question what's what's the band's tiktok or is it your tiktok 
It's the band's TikTok. Um, it is that's a good question. It's in our link tree. It's in our tree. No, no, no. It's in the link tree. I know that to be true. Um and right now the TikTok, the funny thing about the TikTok is that like I it started when we haven't seen each other at all. Like I haven't seen everybody in like a while. Wait, like in a good minute now. Oh my god, wait, like since Thanksgiving right yeah 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 like a really long time so all the videos on it are like not really of any of us together they're just kind of like videos that I've like come up with or made like people in the band send me for fun um so it's mostly just like a meme account at this point with like really (laughs) in the background like really niche hyper pop like one of those one of the videos has like a song in like russian or something um because i just think it's like funny at this point it is i used to work in a smoothie shop on the beach and they'd play really loud like russian hyper pop in the middle of the switch like shift switch and then all these people would be like what is this and we'd be like that's <laughs> where our music exactly. is being played in Michaels everywhere in like yeah. Ohio and Canada. There's like a random woman is gonna go, This is a pretty good Christmas song, <laughs> and then it's gonna be our song, and it's gonna be it's ridiculous. Like, we checked the metrics, and ever since we've been added on that playlist, like we have now, like, uh, someone in Iceland is listening to us apparently, and someone in Morocco's already been listening to us. You have like a Moroccan friend or something, right, Gabby? There you go. Would you ever open for Bjork if given the opportunity? Yes. Yes. It's a fast yes Actually, for me. I love you guys already. So any what's everybody like jamming at the moment? What's everyone's favorite song at the moment? Like what they've been listening to on repeat. Ooh. Um, you could look at your Spotify. I know, I'm like I'm like opening my Spotify right now. I found um this this band called Sweet Tooth that I highly recommend everybody listens to. Um I think they're from West Virginia. I don't I I'm going to check if that's true before that's like an offensive thing I just said about them. Not that West Virginia isn't great. it's like not it's like not great it's west virginia they are from west virginia so it wasn't mean um they're called sweet tooth and they are so good they have they're like relatively small they have like nine thousand monthly listeners um but their music they only have two songs out but their music is so ridiculously good um so i feel like i've been listening to a lot of them as of late nice nice casey go first um yeah i mean um i've been listening to this old secret machines album that i loved in high school because it was one of my favorites in high school and then the band quit touring and then they just (laughs) played a show in new york like a couple months ago and so i got to see them after like all this time and and it was amazing the band the band like never blew up and so it was different than seeing a lot of my other like childhood favorites because they like don't have a ton of fans. And so it was very mm-hmm. intimate. And so I really, really, really enjoyed it. And so that um, I left that feeling really inspired. I've been listening to them a ton. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Nice. Oh, I know that I know that I yeah I I said earlier that like heavy guitars are a big part of what I like but um what I've been the album I've been rediscovering uh I would say this week is uh songs and instrumentals by Adrian Lenker um yeah love that album um and it one of those albums where you play it to death um and then you kind of need to take a quick break from it and then mm-hmm. revisit. Um, so that's what I'm doing currently. It's been really nice. Damn, yeah. I gotta check all these things out. I don't know if she had like a whole album. She recorded she... that in the woods, like took her uh, acoustic in the woods and it, you yeah. can't. Wow. When are we gonna have our recording in the woods era? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm dying for our folk era. Like, as long as you carried the drums, bro, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a cajon. Gabriel, what's yours? 
Um, well, I discovered a song the other day uh, through TikTok, actually, which is how you discover songs nowadays, I guess. Um, okay. But it's the, the song's called Airplanes by a band called Bike Routes. And it was one of those songs <laughs> that you play probably, I, I probably played it like 30 times yesterday. It was like that good. I just could not listen to anything else the whole day. Um, but I also have Cage the Elephant self-titled from 2009. Is mm-hmm. I, I think that's been on repeat for several months now. I just have not gotten tired of it. I re- it refuses to get old. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, the new 1975 is mm-hmm. still going strong, too. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Nassan, what about you? I'm in my I'm in my like disgusting bag era where I'm only listening to like the worst hip hop possible right now, which is just <laughs> 21 Savage and just like the worst. Like it's not good for my health, but it's great gym music. There you and go. like I've, I've been kind of needing that because does anyone else feel like they get caught in a loop of listening to like the saddest synth? shit ever and you become like this sad simp no is that just me okay well (laughs) you guys all moved to new york that's how i felt so this summer i just started listening to a lot of bad bunny and like the black (laughs) and convinced myself i was fine but oh that's kind of where i'm at right now i'm just trying to like trick my brain into thinking that i'm fine the music works Phoebe Bridgers but, was not in my Spotify raps this year. So. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Phoebe was my number one, but I'm doing great. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all say. I've been there. Yeah, okay. Hey, you can recover from this. Thank, thank you. Yeah, for, Bridge, uh, please. As, as someone bangs without Phoebe Bridgers in their top five, you know how crazy like a statistic you are right now? I'm like, an anomaly. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I did have Faye Webster, I think, and no, that, that's that's why you just switched it out for Faye Webster, yeah. which is just like, in my opinion, Phoebe is like, Faye Webster is like a Phoebe Bridgers that is like more focused less on songwriting and more on vocals. If that makes sense, that makes sense. Like, I feel like she has a stronger voice, but her lyricism isn't as strong as Phoebe Bridgers, which is like she has. The best lyrics I think I've ever heard, like a contemporary singer songwriter make, but so, I that's just me. think that hers are—they don't have to be as metaphorical. I think that's why I like mm. Faye Webster because she just kind of yeah. like she just talks about talking to her dog in her room and like you know, and like a crazy beautiful voice. Like it's yeah. I don't know, it's real. Well, I think that's all the questions, right? That's it, except I end every episode with asking everybody's favorite ice cream flavor. Because I feel like this is a lot about a person. He does do this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I go first? Yes, yes. I'm going to go first, so hopefully people forget about it by the time everybody else (laughs) is done, okay? I'm tired of pretending like bubblegum ice cream is bad. (laughs) It's good. I promise it's good. I've been bullied for it for decades now. Okay. Um, Bubblegum ice cream from Baskin Robbins. Somebody else, please. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You said it with your chest. I appreciate that. Oh my God. I I guess I can, I can try to save, save us from that one. Uh, (laughs) I was hoping you were to say like pralines and cream or something. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go with chocolate chip cookie dough. Nice. Mm, Classic. 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 I'm gonna go with pistachio. I'm pretty nutty. Yep. So one of the first ones that came to mind was cotton candy. Um, which is kind of like uh, bubble gum, you know. Um, but I actually never eat that. I think my probably my favorite is cherry, like like with oh. the cherries in it. Like, like cherries, cherries. Yeah. real cherries, down. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just on the note of Cherry Garcia, because I feel passionately about this, they <laughs> haven't made a really good non-dairy Cherry Garcia. The only good Cherry Garcia has milk in it. So I would like someone to make a good <laughs> alternative. That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think mine is, it's 
sweet cream. I don't know if that's like a normal flavor or not, but there's this there's this ice cream shop in Austin that's like really well known called Amy's. Amy's ice cream. Um mm-hmm. and they have a sweet cream flavor and it's really good. So I that think it's delicious. Cream. It's very good. I mean bubblegum. But bubblegum. I will say <laughs> it's not the bottom of my list because the bottom that I hate the most is Superman. So you've at least like made the cut. Superman is my second favorite. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've never had it. Please. <laughs> um, that's great. My favorite's mint chocolate chip. Some people yeah. hate it. Some people love it. So that's that's awesome. But thank you guys so much. Everybody go listen to Water Gun. Listen to Heaven Sent. Where can we find you on the internet? We're everywhere on the internet. We are on Spotify, <laughs> we're on Apple Music, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Bandcamp. We're literally anywhere that like you can consume media. We are. eBay. eBay. Instagram. eBay, Craigslist. Instagram. Join the band. Instagram. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, and if well, you get three people to join the band, then yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like Instagram's the hub, though. That's like the... Yeah, like, that's our main... Because Twitter is Elon territory now. You have to pay. We don't have a Twitter, I think. Yeah, like, don't believe all the satire water gun accounts that are popping up on Twitter. That's <laughs> not us. Blue check mark does not mean it's. We're us. not retweeting Kanye. I promise. Like we're not like that. No. Um, on that note, bubblegum ice cream on three. <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys no. thank you carissa bye thank you carissa bye thank you thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the indie popsicle you can find me on instagram at the indie popsicle i'm gonna include a link in my bio to a little feature that Anchor slash Spotify just added where you can leave me a voice memo. So if you have any thoughts or like want to say something about the show that maybe I'll feature in the next episode, leave me a little voice memo, okay? Gonna close you out with a little bit more of Heaven Sent by Watergun. Bye!